It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for breaking news again. Second time in two days. Yesterday, the Jets moved on from Mike LaFleur as offensive coordinator of the team. Today, owner Woody Johnson addressed the media, as did coach Robert Salas. So to talk about that, we have with us our friend who was here yesterday, and he's back for more, Nick Spano, co-founder of Youth Stadium. Nick, thanks so much for jumping back on with me, brother. Back to back, of course. Let's get it. So let's talk about Woody Johnson and Robert Sala, and then there's some news involving a quarterback that the Jets may be interested in. We'll start with Robert Sala. He met with reporters first before Woody Johnson. He said as far as the Mike LaFleur departure, lots of inquiries were coming from teams about letting him pursue other opportunities. Sure, whatever you say, Robert. Offensive line coach John Benton confirmed is out. Rob Calabrese, it is said, will remain for now. I believe that what Aaron Wilson reported, again, that Calabrese will be gone is correct. The difference is they're going to allow Calabrese to try and find another job so that he can save face as opposed to just straight up letting him go. At least that's the impression I'm getting. On Woody Johnson, Salas said that the owners always have the right to ask questions and challenge thoughts, but that Woody Johnson gave him, quote, full autonomy to make changes. This may have been a situation where Salah wasn't necessarily ordered to get rid of Michael LaFleur, but was strongly hinted that there were preferences from up above, who knows, Salah was asked about the difficulty of attracting a top offensive coordinator with a questionable quarterback situation and a make-or-break season in 2023. Salah said he doesn't believe it'll be tough to draw in a top offensive coordinator candidate because the team has a top-five defense, very talented young players. It's an attractive stop for an offensive coordinator. Salah said that the team would cast a wide net for offensive coordinator no particular scheme that they are looking for. Salah said that the team will attack the quarterback position in the offseason, though he would not get into specifics. Said that's more of a Joe Douglas question. As far as the new system and Zach Wilson, said it would be a big, big challenge for Wilson to learn. He said it will be a challenge for everybody to learn the new system. Anytime you have a new system, whether it's a receiver, offensive lineman, a quarterback, Running backs, it's going to be a challenge to learn that new system. Of course, this challenge only applies to Zach Wilson if he's still here. That's still an open question. The Jets are saying publicly that Wilson will be here. But as we know, they say a lot of things publicly that end up not coming to fruition. So, Nick, that's what we heard from Robert Sala today. Your thoughts, my friend? Yeah, I was actually I was able to find out that uh, it was a Woody Johnson decision, so he can he could twist it as he wants. It was from up above. He, the coaching, uh, the ownership wanted change on the offensive side of the ball, and, and it happened. And 
Um, I think Calabrese is here until he's not because the new offensive coordinator is going to be able to hire his own staff and obviously with uh, a group think, which they tend to do most of their uh, decision-making that way. So, um, you know, Sala, Sala can say what he likes, obviously, and, you know, he's the head coach, but um, this decision was pretty much out of his hands and, um, you know, he said he said all the right things today. I think the the kind of sales pitch he made to the new offensive coordinator, whoever it is that you mentioned, the top you know top five defense, et cetera. Um, I took it almost as not only pitching to uh, a new offensive coordinator, but also one of these veteran quarterbacks, mm-hmm. whether it's Derek Carr, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, uh, Lamar Jackson. So he was you know not only making a pitch to the OC, but also a potential quarterback and the timing of all of this going down coinciding with the timing of the Derek Carr news, which I'm sure we'll get into, mm-hmm. uh, was kind of coincidental. <laughs> Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The Jets are going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive line coach, presumably at some point a new quarterback coach, a new wide receivers coach, because remember, Miles Austin has been suspended. And there is a dark horse candidate for the wide receivers coach. Yesterday, Chad Johnson, all Ocho Cinco, tweeted out that he would, quote, love to work with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Please give me a call, Jets. Got to be honest, Nick. I know he doesn't have coaching experience. I'm all for it. First of all, he's hilarious. Second of all, I know Jets fans would love him. Third of all, he was a great receiver, so I have no doubt that he would do good things with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. By the way, he has been Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson's top fan since the two of them came into the league. So you know this isn't something that's coming out of the blue. I don't think it's a realistic possibility. I think Chad Johnson was half joking, but I'd love to see it. Plus, he would be a huge hit with the media here. Yeah, and if I know they're one of four teams that are uh, eligible for hard knocks, so mm-hmm. if they are, if they're the team on hard knocks, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, they should just bring them in for a week in camp just to have them there. Obviously, you don't have to hire them; just invite them out as one of those uh, like apprenticeships, and yeah, you know, have them hang out with the receivers. He he is one of the best receivers of you know this kind of what past twenty plus years, and um, great route runner. Uh, obviously he's really, really funny and entertaining, like you mentioned. So I don't think it would be, uh, I don't think it would hurt to bring him out. Although, you know, he did back Zach Wilson a lot. So who knows how good of a judge of talent he is like the rest of us who did like Zach too. So, um, just keep him on the, uh, the receiver kind of line and help out there. Nick, if you want to play devil's advocate, maybe he sees something that he thinks he could fix in Zach Wilson that Michael LaFleur and the offensive staff weren't (laughs) able to accomplish. So who knows? Yeah, possibly. I mean, Zach Wilson's got, you know, he's got more more than enough people who think that they can fix him. I don't know if he's fixable at this point. We'll find out soon enough whether it's the Jets or another team trying to fix Zach Wilson because Woody Johnson said that he does believe in Zach Wilson. Quote, Zach had a tough year. There's no denying that. I still have confidence that I've seen some kernels of real talent there. The confidence level, whatever it was, went down. So that was certainly frustrating for him. Said that a quarterback rotation is very hard to do in the NFL. That's obviously true. You've heard the saying, Nick, if you've got more than one quarterback, you've got zero quarterbacks. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a good backup. It just means that if you have a carousel, you're in big trouble. And we did see that with the Jets this year. Woody Johnson said the last six games were, quote, very frustrating because he sees the potential in the team and what Joe Douglas has done, what Joe and Robert have done in improving the team, 
getting all those young, unbelievable stars that the team has. The team has potential, so that makes it more frustrating. Asked about the quarterback situation and whether he would be willing to spend big, he said absolutely. Then he was asked, is there a limit? He said there's a salary cap, so there's obviously that to consider. But he believes that the Jets are right there and the quarterback is the missing piece. We all understand that Woody Johnson wants a major upgrade quarterback. He's not alone. All Jets fans want that too. So we'll see what they're able to come up with here. Johnson was asked about a playoff mandate for Salah and Douglas in 2023. Quote, no, I don't do mandates. We've had a long wait. 54 years from the last Super Bowl is too long. By the way, today, as we speak, Nick, is the 54th anniversary of the Jets' Super Bowl with Joe Namath's Super Bowl three. It's been way too long. I'd like to change that fast, but mandates don't work. We go into every game thinking we're going to win that game. I have a hunch that even though there's no actual mandate per se, it's more or less understood that if they don't make the playoffs, they're underachieving. So even if there isn't a hard mandate, there may as well be one. Woody Johnson on whether he expects to make the playoffs in 2023. Quote, I expect to make the playoffs every year. You want it for the players and for the fans and the coaches and everything. Yeah, this team is loaded and ready to go. I think they're ready for the playoffs. Johnson says he had private conversations with Salah and Douglas, but claims he had no input into LaFleur's departure. Even if what you said before, Nick, is true, obviously there are a lot of ways to spin this so as to say that Woody didn't directly order the firing of Mike LaFleur, even if his preference were out there and well known Johnson on whether the Jets did everything right in developing Zach Wilson no I don't think we did everything the right way no mentions that they could have found a veteran quarterback to be ahead of him at first quote I think we could have done a better job for sure and we will do a better job next year so of course remember even though I'm sure he gave the thumbs up Woody Johnson was not here when the Jets made the decision to draft Zach Wilson and he was not here when they made the decision to put the staff around Zach Wilson that was going to develop him that I'm sure weighed on him here and so clearly he believed that what Mike LaFleur ironically himself said the other day that maybe Zach Wilson should have sat behind a veteran for a year would have been the way to go it's all hindsight at the time we all wanted to see the shiny new toy Zach Wilson but when you look back at it now maybe he would have benefited from sitting for a year and we'll see how the Jets handle it if there's another quarterback that comes in here later and it's not Zach Wilson with Zach Wilson, I assume that he probably will sit for a year if he's still on the roster. On the fans and whether he senses they're tired of the team, quote, being close, Woody Johnson said, quote, I don't think our fans are tired of it. They can see with their own eyes what happened this year. They're optimistic, but they've been optimistic. I want to give them what they want. They want wins and they deserve wins. I will try to get them wins. So Nick, really what Woody Johnson is saying in totality is the offense has to be better. He wants better quarterback development. He wants a difference maker who can come in here and do something right away at quarterback. And he expects this team to win next year and make the playoffs for the first time in over 12 years. I don't think those are unrealistic goals. And obviously, if he wants the Jets to go out and get somebody, a quarterback who can actually make a difference, that's a positive because you want the owner to be all in on doing something like that when we all know that it's the correct approach at this point. Yeah, for sure. And, and maybe what he shouldn't have been an absentee owner for four years, too. But that's just besides the point. Um, I thought Woody had probably one of his better days in a long time today and some of the stuff he said. And it's interesting you took it. And I talked to some other people about it, too, with the Zach Wilson comments. To me, I read it as if he's kind of just done with them. <laughs> like the 
the colonel thing was interesting. How did you take that? What, what did he think he, t- he meant by the, the, the colonel comment, the colonel, the colonel of talent? I think what he was saying is that you saw the flashes and you saw the potential, but it wasn't realized. And I wonder if, as you said, maybe this was him in a way saying they're going to move on from Zach Wilson. But also, I think it very well could be him saying we saw glimpses of what this kid could be. The people that were here just didn't get the job done. The next people that come in. Yeah, I want an established quarterback, but this team also still has this kid for a couple more years, and I think the right guy could come in here and get the most out of his talent. That may be what he was saying. It may not be. We're going to find out soon enough. Yeah, it was a very like woody, a woody answer. I was like, well, "What does this guy mean?" Like, to me, kernels are small, right? Aren't kernels your little popcorn kernels? And I'm like, "Wow, is he saying Zach had a little bit of talent and he still didn't even achieve it?" I was like, "Geez, that's a little rough." But now, Nick, I think I that was just like, Woody being awkward. To be honest with you, yeah, it probably is that. But I'm, just, I was trying to like dissect what he meant and. <laughs> Uh, I got the sense he kind of like eulogized the the two years of Zach Wilson here. But regardless, um, loved what he said about you know realizing quarterback. And now he's the third of the three to mention. You know, pretty much saying we're going to go all out and get a quarterback in here. Right? Douglas mentioned something about it. Salah said it. Um, now Woody said something similar. So I mean, they're 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 telling you straight up. They're they're pretty much rolling out the red carpet and and putting on the uh, the open house sign up and saying, hey, please come play for us, right? Derek Carr and uh, Lamar, Rogers, insert top quarterback here. Um, to me, I'm, that's the sense I'm getting and that they're kind of going to go all in to get one because you can sense the desperation by all of them, and rightfully so. I like the comment about re- at least realizing, because sometimes you feel like Woody Johnson is an alien from a different planet <laughs> and doesn't really get what's going on, right? And to hear some sense of like, normalcy and understanding and like uh, this guy's on this planet is good you know the fact that he says fans you know we've been in a sense patient and we've been optimistic and we haven't gotten you know shit for it so it's good to hear he at least notices that stuff so i thought Woody had a pretty solid day overall today because i mean you have so such low expectations when you hear him speak anyway um that i think he overachieved today so i was happy to hear about that so um they're, I think they're just, they're, they're ready to, you know, kind of put this whole draft, you know, find the next superstar in the draft, you know, philosophy to bed for a little bit. And if it means sacrificing a few first round picks for somebody or, you know, being the team that goes out in desperation mode to get somebody, uh, which they've been a bit hesitant in the past, especially in the Joe Douglas era because of how, he wanted to at least build a foundation through the draft, which he has. Um, you've kind of reached that next stage, and Zach wasn't the guy, unfortunately, and it happens a lot. You know, probably seven out of ten times you fail when you take the quarterback. Uh, I don't know if I just completely made that number up, but it sounds about <laughs> right. Um, maybe I've just watched the Jets for too long, but it just feels like they're in the let's do whatever we can to at least get somebody in here. You know, we're not looking for Patrick Mahomes. If we can land on a Lamar, that's great. If we can pull off a few years of Aaron Rodgers, awesome. Um, or if we say, hey, this Derek Carr thing is going to hit before anybody else, let's be the team to get him first so that we can fill out the rest of our roster, great. That That's my personal uh, preference. But I think that's where this team currently is, and, and it's not a terrible place to be in. Um, they just now, Joe Douglas has to be, he can't be the bridesmaid anymore. You know, like he's mm-hmm. been the guy who's been the runner up and it's been, 
um, you know, Douglas was in, he had his price and wouldn't go past it. And that's what he is. Well, that, that luxury is gone. You know, that luxury was okay. When you're talking about adding skill position players, um, talking about trading for, you know, certain defensive players, like a pass rusher, that luxury of, uh, you know, we're just going to hold the picks and build and, and keep the, the cap under control and build through the draft. That's all gone. It's, it's, you have to be the team like the Rams were a few years ago for Stafford, who jumped the gun, beat everybody to the punch, got the quarterback, and won the Super Bowl. Like that needs to be the blueprint here. Nick, quick note per ESPN's Rich Simini, assistant defensive line coach Greg Scruggs will not be back with the Jets coaching staff in 2023. He is off to Wisconsin. And then finally, you talked about this, Nick. Derek Carr making it official today. He will not be back with the Raiders. Here was his statement that he posted to his social media. Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and to me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. It's especially hard to say goodbye because I can honestly say that I gave you everything I had every single day in season and in the off season. It wasn't perfect, but I hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories as Raider fans. Thank you to the city of Oakland for taking us in. Thank you to the city of Las Vegas for allowing us to proudly call you home. Thank you to the organization, my teammates, my coaches, staff, and everyone that helped me these last nine years in those two buildings. Thanks to all of Raider Nation that supported, encouraged, pushed, and uplifted me at different times along this journey. Raider Nation truly is special. I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I would rather be at home, and I meant that but I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages, a fire no man can extinguish, only God. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. God bless you all, and with love, Derek Carr. I thought that was a really nice letter, Nick, and it truly seemed heartfelt. I think he really did love being a Raider, really did want to stay there, but sometimes things end in a way that we're not expecting. Now with Derek Carr, the question becomes, does he get traded or released? It has to happen by February 15th because otherwise his salary would be guaranteed for the year. Derek Carr could do the Raiders a favor, find a team that wants him, and work out some sort of trade. If he wants to be difficult, he could force their hand by blocking everything because he's got a no-trade clause. The benefit here, if a team is able to pull off a trade for him, is that they don't have to compete against other teams once he hits the market. Carr would count $33 million against the cap to an acquiring team this year, which is not that bad. And then the next two years, he's due $41 million on the cap each of those two years. That is not going to happen. Any team that gets him, because there's no guarantees with those years, you would assume they would restructure, renegotiate the deal. He would get more guaranteed money, but he would get less money per season. So that's what you're looking at now. Does Derek Carr end up getting released? Is somebody willing to make a deal to trade for him so as to avoid a competition? And then obviously, Derek Carr has to decide where he wants to go. And this is all in his hands too, because even if the Raiders work something out with a team, Carr has carte blanche to say no. So if he wants to be difficult and force a release, he can do that. If he wants to do the Raiders a favor and try to get them a draft pick on his way out the door, he can do that too. I fully expect the Jets to be in the mix here. I'm not sure they're going to get Carr necessarily, but I do believe that they will be one of the teams that will be interested. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, they'll be they'll be front and center there. And 
Um, I did see the report from the athletic, I believe that said Carr won't be pushing back any deadlines for that guaranteed money. So mm-hmm. if they can't come to an agreement on the trade, he's going to get cut. But um, if I'm Joe Douglas and the jets, I can't wait around and hope he hits the market going off for a conditional pick in 2024 you know, maybe a three that becomes a two, whatever you have to do, be the team that the Raiders almost suggest that Derek Carr takes. Because if, if Carr's playing ball with the Raiders and saying, hey, um, you know, I, I won't, I won't be, a, you know, you know, I won't, I won't cut every trade off, um, you know, maybe he'll do them a favor and take a, take an offer or take a, you know, pick a team. Um, be the team that the Raiders almost say, Hey, how about this one? How about the jets? So I, I would, I would be as aggressive as I could if I were Douglas. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be at least a handful of teams, five, six teams that are, that'll be interested. Um, and I don't think again, Douglas has the luxury of just being patient and waiting this one out. Um, so I would be all over that and I'd be all over it already. <laughs> I would have already reached out to cars agent and said, Hey, we're when things are, when things are settled over there, we're, we want them. We want him here. We'll have him have some input on the offensive coordinator, which is great. The timing is awesome and it works. So you can say to Carr right now, if you reach out to him today, which I'm sure calls have been made already. Um, hey, we haven't picked an OC yet. We have a handful of guys. Do any of these interest you? We'll, we'll let you have a say in it. So that's that's how I would play this. And I would play it very aggressively. And I would be the top top offer for him because you just don't, you don't have the, again, the luxury of sitting back and letting this come to you. You have to go out there and get it. So be, I, I hope they'd be uh, all over this from the start. Nick Spano, co-founder, U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the breaking news. Woody Johnson addressing the team, Robert Sala addressing the team, and of course what we just discussed with Derek Carr making it official that he will not be back with the Raiders next season. Really appreciate it. Make sure that you go over to U Stadium and take advantage of the takes feature because when you do that, you have an opportunity to make money for your sports takes and you don't have to risk any of your own money. That's the beauty of it. You can make money without even putting up any of your own. So make sure that you DM Nick on Twitter at U Stadium and he'll set you up with some points. Check out our website, playlikeajet.com and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Great all 22 breakdowns there. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast, podcasts and content you know where to go let's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com <laughs>